Welcome to the Young Pro Podcast, where our goal is to better equip people working with young adults to grow God's kingdom. Today, we're tackling one of the most important aspects of a healthy YPO, follow-up. Why you should do it, how to do it, and what could happen if you did. I'm your host, Travis Wiesenberg, and this is the Young Pro Podcast. Pro Podcast. Today we are talking about follow-up work. And specifically, we're talking about more of the individual follow-up from events, uh, meeting up with the people that, that came to an event or you brought to an event and helping them move to the next step in their faith. And we we really see that, that, that this is actually one of the more critical things that you can be doing as a young professional in your young professional outreach. So the goal of this just up front is that we wanna we wanna win people listening to this podcast to the idea that that you guys should be following up and kind of seeing how that would make a change and make a difference in in your young professional outreach if sixty percent of the people who are committed members started following up with the people that they were bringing or people that were coming to the to the different events and environments. So we wanna we wanna show that the potential uh, change that could have, but we also want to equip you. We don't want to just win you to the idea of the opportunity that you have with following up with people. We actually want to equip you with some of the skills and tools that would help you start doing it effectively in your limited time. Because as young professionals, we know how small your margins are or how small your margins can be to do outreach. So we want to help you be as effective as possible in following up with the people that are coming. So without further ado, Mike, how what would you say is how critical it is to to have good follow up in your outreach and and can you have a successful outreach without follow up? I don't, I actually don't think you can. I think what you can do is you can have people camped out on the various steps or in the various locks. It's a bit like oh we got the whole lock system in place, but we have never actually opened the doors, let the water in, let the boat rise, and then move the boat forward. Hmm. Uh, you go right. What you've got is you've got a series of seven likes. You don't have a lock system in place. You're not actually moving people forward. The way people tend to move forward is because we do follow them up. And I think we follow them up in two different ways. One is we follow them up as a group and we follow them up individually. Mm -hmm. So there's a question of what do I need to do to do follow up? And there's the question of what's the group do that helps me to do my individual follow up? And those two things are. Uh, tied together. So you mentioned a couple a couple kinds of, of follow-up. Uh, so I assume that follow-up differs from, from different times and different positions. So is follow-up the same across the, the whole CLOCS process or is there is there differences? No, I think there are real differences. Um, there are differences by lock. So obviously once you're into the upper level of real discipleship, your follow-up is based on the fact that you've got an agreement that this is, that this person is in discipleship mm-hmm. and we are following this up because that's what we agreed we would do and I'm going to help you to get from here to there and we'll talk about life and et cetera, et cetera. That's formal uh, follow-up, really. Most of what we're dealing with, though, in a young professional outreach is not that 
that formal. Mm-hmm. You don't have that kind of contractor uh, uh, written or unwritten, I should say, uh, agreement or understanding that that's mm-hmm. what's going on. So it's a lot more casual. It's characterized a lot more by the dynamics of friendship than they are than it is by the dynamics of discipleship. Um, so you, you you have that that real difference, and I think the main thing that we're, we're we should look at is how do you do the casual friendship follow up that helps people take the next step uh, forward, uh, and that's the main thing that you do uh, is is that kind of thing. Uh, the other thing I'd say in it though is I think it also means that relationship building is still really the key in mm. friendship evangelism and the kind of outreach that we're doing. If, if you're not continuing to build a relationship and build a friendship, uh, you're not going to see people move forward. Uh, hmm. Generally, they, they're going to move more if, if they experience your relationship with them and the group's relationship being uh, critical. Our, our goal here is actually to build the body and to build people up, not just to tick off successes. How many mm-hmm. people came and you go, well, how many people came doesn't matter in a certain yeah. sense. What, in, what matters is were they welcomed and have they become our friends and have they started to hear something more than they've heard before. Mm-hmm. That's the critical path. So just to just kind of make sure I get that right, it's a lot of the early early stuff, a lot of like maybe the between the sea locks event uh, or the sea the level event to maybe like a Bible study. You're really just spending time as a friend. You're not actually trying to engage deeply in some of uh, their their faith beliefs or even you know putting some of the the basic things of prayer or or scripture reading in place you're, you're mainly just going after a friendship right yeah going after friendship but it's a friendship with a, a certain kind of purpose to it as well mm. you know it's not just I want to be a friend to be a friend to be a friend because it's nice to be a friend mm-hmm. uh, no there's a friendship here where I am actually trying to introduce them to something richer and deeper than mm. I think they would like. Partly, part of that is just simply friendship, but part of that is a friendship with Christians and a friendship with God and a friendship, et cetera, et cetera. So it does have a, it does have a focus to it, mm-hmm. uh, but, but no, it's not discipleship. Okay. Yeah, that's helpful. So, all right. So maybe some people now are starting to think that, yeah, maybe I should start following up with, with some of the people that have come in. I think I have a couple extra hours, but I don't exactly know how and I never have really learned how so how how in their limited time could they could they start following up with people effectively well let me flip the 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 interviewer <laughs> and interviewee uh, oh, role wow. here if I can just for sure here okay um, because you you've been actively involved in that yourself um, let, let's take something or someone from last year and what you did where the outcome was they came to, say, a Fan and Flame retreat or Life and Spirit seminar. Mm-hmm. What happened before that and what happened before that? Because that's going to tell me what you did to follow it up. So you met somebody. Yes. How yeah. did you follow it up? <laughs> yeah, that's good. I So I'll, I'll introduce just, uh, we'll call him John. So mm-hmm. me and John were, were friends and I come back from, from school more with an intentional mindset of, okay, we've been friends for a while, but now... I actually want to see this man come to know the Lord. The Lord's really put him on my heart. So, all right, how am I going to do that? First thing is I off, I open up my life to him, kind of talk about things that are going on in my life, the places I'm getting life out of. This brings up most of my friends in, in the outreach that I was a part of. And so first thing I really invited him to was 
with those people was I am softball. And we would kind of talk and I, I really just kind of saw as like, oh, I think this guy just really needs some, some good friendships. He's a guy with plenty of friends, but doesn't have plenty of friends that are that are really looking for his best interest. So I would, would see those opportunities and said, hey, man, I'm actually like playing softball with some guys that I think you would really get along with. And this guy loves friends, loves people. So that was an easy invite that he came to, goes, meet, meet said brothers. And, and of course, they, they, of course, welcome him well and he's building a relationship so that genius for friendship is starting to to come stronger i'm introducing to the people that i him to the people that i think he would get along with and then the next thing is you know we're talking we're continuing to to hang out and these are things like going to going to movies studying together getting coffee just talking about life but always seeing those opportunities to invite him into the next thing to see help him see that there's something in his life that he's missing and Eventually, it comes around to, okay, I think I, you know, I, I just want to go after something more important than than school, and so that's when I invite him into a, a Bible study and, and kind of give him an individual ask and invitation to say, yeah, this I'm actually pursuing something with these other guys that we were playing softball with, and we want to form a strong brotherhood that that's looking to help us make make us the best men that we can. And we think that that God has a, a huge. Uh, huge part in that so if you want to come I think you'd be a great fit I think you know usually I would honor somebody in that sense I think you'd add to the group because you know you're a very thoughtful guy Uh, and these are genuine honorings to say you Mm -hmm. know I think that you would add to the group for this reason and he came and now the genius for friendship starts to multiply even more because it's the same guys we're playing softball with but now we're talking about things that have a lot more depth and he's building these relationships then it's you start to can point back to where he's came already, where you guys have walked through. You say, you know, man, how have you been enjoying Bible study? Oh, I love Bible study. It's the thing I'm most excited about for my week. And just like that's great, man. I, you know, we're I, we're actually going to this fan of the flame thing coming up. That you know, explain to him what a fan of the flame is. Explain to him my experience, how it transformed my faith. Really tell the story of myself through his lens. You know, I, yeah, I actually went to a Bible study for a while and I, and I loved it. Then I went to this fan to flame thing and it actually helped my relationship with God strengthen a lot more because by that time he's hung around enough and we've had enough faith, faith dialogue that he can tell that I, I've got a deeper faith that, that he doesn't have. So he, in the, some of the, most of the guys around him also have this deeper faith and there's plenty of guys who also don't. And so then I, I give him the invitation and say, I think this is actually really good for you, uh, would help you break through in your faith in some of these areas that we've already talked about. And, and you know, I want to do it. It'd be awesome. How cool would it be if all the guys in our Bible study went to this fan of flame and went through it together? I think it would just knit us even more. So I'm leaning back on the genes for friendship, but it's it was a lot of seeing the needs in his life and explaining it to him in a way that, that he could understand and point to the next step for him, uh, which in that case was a fan of flame where, yeah, he prayed to, to give his life to the Lord. So praise God. That's great. I, you know, one of the things that I see in this is your intentionality. Mm. And you go, I intended to get this guy from here to here to here to here to here and move him forward because yeah. this is going to do him good. This mm. is going to be great for him. So one of the key things that I think you have to have in follow-up is you actually have to have intentionality of where is the next thing that I'm looking to have them this guy go to. And in your case, you had a Bible study as a first kind of landing spot Mm -hmm. and cultivation zone, so to speak, Mm -hmm. to get him into a deeper and richer place with more 
relationship with more of your guys. And then you knew the next thing that's coming, the next step is the fan in the flame retreat. And so I intend to get him there. And then you're able to present the ask to him, uh, especially when both, you always have the problem of the retreat is coming up in three weeks. I need to ask him in the next short period of time. Uh, but it's also helpful that it was timely because you've done all the, uh, the preliminary work. Yeah. So one thing that I, I, in your own story that I'd say is really critical is that intentionality. Second one is knowing what are the next steps that I'm actually going to be trying mm-hmm. to invite uh, this guy to. Um, using the group that you had uh, to help you win him into something deeper and richer than just you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that w- is, is very critical. Um, I, I suspect that if I was a mouse in the corner and listening to uh, some of your conversations, you probably had some strategic conversations where you go, okay, here's my open door. Do you have any that you can remember that you go, yeah, we were talking about this or we were at that and... Yeah, yeah. I think a couple jump jump to mind. Um, one was <laughs> one was a real starter conversation into okay, this guy is open, and I'm not dragging his feet anymore as much, and he's he's here more than just for the relationships. And uh, you know, he came back from college spring break, and and we're talking, and he's just like, you know, I just spent the last eight days doing nothing but partying like I felt you know and I just felt like crap on your way home on my way home it's like okay right then I can either say oh man I'm sorry that's that's tough or like you know praise God yeah I had the the foresight and I think it was the Holy Spirit speaking through me it was just you know man like um me and these guys are, are pursuing this this thing and we, we really think like faith's at the critical uh center of it to, to pursue actually becoming better men and you know, we really just want to find out who Jesus was. And we think that there's a lot of value in that. Do you want to join with us? And so that was one where it was like, God just gave me an open, open door to, to go for it. I think you can, you can also make some open doors because that doesn't always happen. I mean, I think, mm-hmm. I hope all of you guys would step into that open door. I, I think some of those questions just, uh, you know, a lot of you guys are going to be talking to people who are just graduated earlier in their career. And, and it's very easy to talk about, you know, how's your job going? Oh, well, you know, it's this and that and get around to like, oh, like, is it fulfilling? Like, oh, it's not fulfilling. Okay. Like, oh, if it's not fulfilling, what do you like? This is an interesting question. What do you think like the purpose to your life is? And mm-hmm. most people mm-hmm. in our, in our age just haven't thought about that. Yep. And that, and that is a massive opportunity to kind of sow and show your own purpose and then invite them into saying, you know, I think you'd actually be pretty good fit if you wanted to come check some of this stuff out like are you interested in that those kind of questions that get people thinking okay i'm actually not very satisfied where i'm at right now but this guy seems like it and then finding a way to make an invitation after they see that that they're they're not as satisfied and and that they want more out of their life yeah i mean that's a great example of it it's the strategic conversation Mm. the first one you go god just threw you a softball it was easy to get out of the park (laughs) yeah anybody should have been able to follow that up The second one, you go, yeah, but I also have to be ready to make conversation happen that needs to happen, and mm-hmm. I got to be ready to do it. And sometimes that means I got to step out on the on the limb. Oftentimes, I, I I know when I'm in some of those conversations, and I and I realize 
I'm a little bit nervous about this because I'm trying to take this somewhere that's important to do successfully and to do it well, Mm. do it sensitively, to do it uh, intelligently. I like the part about, you know, laying out before a uh, healthy young guy, hey, you want to be the kind of man you want to be? Or do you want to be a kind of man you're, you're starting not to be? Mm. Uh, you could end up there, you know. But mm-hmm. men generally do respond to the call to be a better man. Yeah. Uh, and you go, okay, that's strategic conversation. Uh, it's helping them to take the uh, the next step. Um, and and so that, that, what we've laid out here so far has been then the um, a lot of what the individual does. Did your Bible study ever give you any, quote-unquote, assistance? I think the answer to this is yes, yes, that you didn't have to just always say, oh, the next step is this. How yeah. did they do that if they did it? Yeah, so I was I was helping run the Bible study, which was really useful because we saw it as, all right, we need to get these guys. This is clearly the next step for these men, is they bought into this Bible study, they bought into this small community, but they haven't fully bought into discipleship or haven't fully given their life to the Lord perfect opportunity is fan to flame so we we set up a specific bible study to talk about what fan to flame was and give have a couple of the guys who had been who were really and we strategically picked some people that were closest and most relatable to that i'm not sure if i actually shared because there was another guy who was a couple years younger in his faith and a couple years closer to them in age that we had him share and they, he by far was the most relatable to the guys in the room. And so they heard him talk about, yeah, this actually transformed my life. And it was a great, op- great experience. And then it allowed me to say, yeah, what'd you, what'd you think about the Bible study today? What are you thinking about Fanning the Flame? And some of them were like, yeah, I'm absolutely excited. And some of them took a little bit more or winning and talking through some of their, their fears. I think that was a lot of it. It was just like, okay, like, so you're not excited. Like what, what do you, what's the obstacle? What, what's holding you back? And then, then you can usually answer that question, uh, in that, in that time pretty easily if you have the relationship. Well, that, that brings it right back to where we started, which is there's a group process of follow-up and mm-hmm. an individual process of following, following up. And it's really helpful. I think when, uh, as an individual, you both know what are the next steps, and am I going to get any assistance yeah. in bringing something yeah. to the next steps? Such as, here's an invitation that comes from the group. There's a group dynamic that we're going to use that's going to enable mm. people to say, "Hey, listen, I want to stay in the group. I'm I'm keeping up with these mm-hmm. guys. If you're all moving here, I'm moving with you." Uh, that's a very different psychological dynamic than, "Do you want to do this?" And uh, that just leaves them answering that question on their own individually, which is fine. And when you have that as the only thing you can do, you do that. But when you have the group dynamic available to help you, uh, that makes it a lot easier to to take the next step. Okay, back to you. You can ask. We'll finish this off with a couple questions for you. I just put the table. Sorry. (laughs) Well, back to normal. That was fun. That was was an interesting perspective to, to do this from, Mike. Last couple of questions. What are the goals of follow-up in each lock? And, and I know they differ. We've already talked about how they differ. But what are some of the goals of, of how to follow up well uh, in between each lock? Well, the goals and the methods, I think, are, are, the, are really the questions. Uh, most the, the common one, obviously, is conversation, uh, broadening uh, friendship uh, so that people just continue to experience 
this is a group I like to be with, mm-hmm. um, and ensuring that 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 those things uh, happen. Then I do think you have the the specific ask uh, that says, "Do you want to step up into the next thing?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to be ready to make that kind of ask because this isn't just like floating upstream. No. It's actually you have a lock system because you have to bring them to the next step. So there mm-hmm. is usually a specific ask that uh, is part of every follow-up uh, process. I think one of the other things that's a key thing is just simply observing people, uh, listening to them, and determining when are they ready. Mm-hmm. And you, sometimes you'll see it. You'll just go, this is the opportune moment to ask them to take the next step or mm-hmm. to prepare them. Even if it's three months from now, we're going to have a fan in the flame. Today's the day to ask him. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you see it, you see the Holy Spirit doing something, and you're ready to ready to do it. So I think there's a bunch of uh, general principles. I think when you get into the specifics, you're almost always talking about what is it that this individual needs, and that mm. becomes you know a hundred different possibilities with a hundred different people. Yeah, I, that's that's a good question. I guess is there any like any couple of questions that you usually ask yourself and are praying into when you're thinking about following up with people? Yeah, I, I certainly am asking what's the next step that this guy could take, mm-hmm. especially if I'm, if I'm in an un, undefined lock system. Yeah. You, we're talking about a fairly, hopefully, a defined lock system where you mm-hmm. go, okay, we're, you have the, the Taco Tuesday followed by the Bible study followed by the Fan and the Flame. That's defined. Uh, but knowing exactly what the next step is, knowing uh, or having a feel for are they ready, and sometimes you have to ask before they're ready. And sometimes asking before they're ready means they weren't ready when I asked. But a week later, they were ready. Mm. And if I'd never asked them when they weren't ready, they never would have gotten ready. Mm. But you're, you're trying to find what's the level of readiness. So you're, you're looking at that. That's another question you can ask yourself. And then last, you can always ask yourself, how can I help them do it? Or how can I get somebody else to help them do it? Mm-hmm. What's the thing that's going to make? this work uh, for them. If you ask those questions, you'll probably do fairly well at follow-up, I would think. Great. So what's the next step? Are they ready? And how do I or the group or someone else get them ready? Yep. Three three simple questions that, that could actually really help you take your follow-up to the next level. Last question, and, and this is more kind of big vision type stuff. How can, how can good follow-up from majority of core members change in outreach? Yeah, good question. The uh, I think follow-up, because follow-up has intentionality written all over it, hmm. you're following up because you intend something. Hmm. You're intending to help them to move forward. Uh, what it does is it changes your group into an intentional group as well. It, it changes every individual into being a lot more intentional about how they live their lives hmm. because this is just part of the environment. Intentionality is just there. What am I trying to do with my own life? Obviously, that starts to change. Uh, an intentional group is much more likely to attract people who want to go somewhere but don't necessarily know where they want to go. Mm-hmm. Or even if they do know where they want to go and they go, yeah, but now I want to go there. That kind of intentional intentionality really helps people make decisions that they do want to, to go where you're going. So it, it changes uh, the, the individuals in the group. It changes the group and the group's ability to uh, be, be clear on things. Because nobody really wants to join a group that has no idea where it's going, what it's doing, and why it exists. Hmm. But the more you're clear on that, 
with this kind of intentionality, which comes through following people up and bringing them through the various different stages, that will change people and it'll change your group. Wow. Yeah, that sounds great. I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to follow up after that. There yeah, you go. absolutely. Well, Mike, I think this has been helpful. Uh, thank you for for flipping the script on me, and I hope we both gave a, a couple of good answers. But thanks for thanks for being on the show again. Glad to be here. Thank you.